Hello, this is DJ. I did make one mistake in my intro. I said the gentleman who was in the upcoming interview was an expert in military retired pay. That was a mistake. He is an expert in military retirement applications. So please keep that in mind as you listen to the interview. All right, let's move on. Thank you much. Hello, everyone. It's DJ. Welcome to another episode of RC Retirement. I'm going to show you an old, not so old, but about a month old interview that I did. I actually forgot that I had it on the computer, and that's my fault, so forgive me for that. But while I was traveling around, I happened upon a man who is an expert in military retired pay, and he agreed to let me interview him. So I am going to let you hear that today and learn from his knowledge. He asked that I keep him anonymous, so he is going under an assumed name today, and we will grant him that. And let's just carry on from there. Let's proceed right on and learn from this man and the great things in his head. So I'll be right back in a little while. Hello everyone, it's DJ here. As always, I'm taking the opportunity to talk to people who have information that you could need. And today I found an individual who is a wealth of knowledge and has all sorts of great info that will fill your heads to the brim. He is a man who is high up in the echelons of retirement, uh, how should I say it, uh, Let's just say very high up. He has asked me not to identify him personally, so today we'll call him Larry. And I'm going to pick his brain to the maximum today. I'm going to probably embarrass the daylights out of him as well. He'll make fun of his glasses and he'll make fun of mine, stuff like that. So... So anyway, let's just move on right into an impromptu interview since I've pulled him from his nice cozy office into this meeting room. So Larry, thank you so much for letting me take you away from your work. Welcome to the RC Retirement Podcast. Good afternoon, DJ. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. As always, I like to let the audience have a chance to get to know the guest to my program. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself and how you came to this position? Yeah, sure. Um, basically, I'm a retired, uh, retired 42 Alpha, uh, active duty person. I did 25 years uh, as, as, a 14, as a human resource specialist with, within the 42 Alpha field. Uh, I retired. Uh, if, I, if you I, don't I, mind. I, I retired uh, in 2010 and started working in the RC retirement arena um, doing working in RC retirement arena, which is which I've been doing for the last four or five years or so. Okay, um, and uh, just to translate for those of you who are not uh, Army, a uh, 42 Alpha is a human resources specialist. Um, I try to speak you know, without using uh, or to at least define uh, MOS codes and gotcha. things like that gotcha. for those who are from other branches. Okay, okay so. Uh, how high did you uh, traverse the rank uh, scale when you were? I actually retired as a sergeant first class, E7. Very good. You beat the daylights out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Should I stand at parade rest during uh, this uh, interview? No, no. <laughs> Those days are over. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see. Let's just start with uh, general uh, sorts of questions here. Uh, for any reservist out there, uh, what general advice would you give someone who is currently serving? What general advice would you have for a reservist out there? The most general advice I would give to a reservist is, is making sure they keep their points updated at all times. Because what, what I see on my end is that they'll go through their whole career and, and not update their points. They'll wait till the end of their career and do a mad rush. And, and try to update all their points, and it, sometimes it can be too late, um, and then may, then you may not have enough points. You know, of course, you know you got to have 50 point 50 qualifying points per year. In 20 qualifying years, 20 qualifying years in order to be eligible for retirement at age 60. So you have to be careful with that. Keep your points updated um, as you traverse through your career. That's the most important thing to me right now is what I see. All right, and what advice would you give for a retired reservist? What sorts of actions should they take between the time they go to the retired reserve and when they're preparing to apply for retired pay? Stay, stay connected. Stay connected with the Internet, the websites, DFAS. Keep your address updated because sometimes a rare a retiree can be 10 years twice removed. 20 years, they go in retire reserves at 38, and they may be in the retire reserves for 22 years. So keep your address updated, stay connected, ask questions, um, and be aware of, of that you are that you're going to be eligible for pay at age 60. Don't forget, and we no longer mail out retirement applications. You have to come in and request one. And are there any simple avenues by which retirees can update their contact information, or do they have to call, you know, their branch of service to do that? They they have to call the the actual branch of service to actually update the address. Um, now keep in mind, a lot of times a, a, a great retiree or reservist they'll go get an ID card and think that ID card automatically updates the two systems. It does not. So if you go get an ID card or update something in Deers on this side, you also need to go to the personnel office on the other side and update information as well because the two systems do not talk. That's one, one important fact that they, they need to know. That's an excellent point. Um, I, I should have had that in my question <laughs> list and did not, so thank you for bringing that up. All right, now let's hit my own group. What do you see from the Retirement Services Office or officer community, what mistakes do they make? What do they need to do better? What I've seen on, on some of those is, is some of the knowledge base. Um, and then uh, the knowledge base, of course, if they don't have the knowledge base, they do know where to, where to get it. At least that, that's a good thing. I like that. And the other thing is, is um, helping, being able to assist based on locations of where people are living at and being a, being accessibility is what, what what's one of the things for me is accessibility, have, being able to, to actually see a customer or be able to talk to one is one of the ones I see that that's, that's kind of challenging for the RSOs. But for the most part, uh, from what I can tell on my end, a lot of them do very well. Um, uh, like I said, a lot of it is, is education as well, So, but most of them know where to get the information from. Uh, one thing I... Excuse me. One thing I did see is that um, 
I have seen here a few times is that some RSOs are sending retirement applications straight to DFAS on their own. That's a, that's a no-no. They can't do that. All retirement applications must come through this area here. That that that's a surprise to me. I I didn't know they were sending yeah. them straight to DFAS. Some some states. Some some you get a few that will. Wow. Uh, that's that's a bit of a shock. Yeah. Uh, that must be the new RSO yeah. making uh, beginner mistakes. Yeah. Well, we we got to take care of though. Yeah. We got to take care yeah. of. Yeah. That that's a, a hand slap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Newbie, cut that out. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, that made me wonder. Uh, well, that that actually makes me think of uh, that walks right into the next uh, question here. What are the most common mistakes that you see on uh, retired pay applications from service members? Uh, the most errors I see is the 2656, not having a witness signature. Mm-hmm. Um, the DD-4108 not being signed. Or not being present or at not, all. Yeah, not being present at all. Yeah. And um, on the reserve side of the house, you'll not see a closed-out point statement. And then on the guard side of the house as well, it won't be a closed up. We have to go in and re- request a closed out point statement from the, the state, from the guard. On the reserve side of the house, we can close out the point statements ourselves. So that, that's a good thing. But, but those are the most common mistakes I see. All right. So uh, so closed out point statements are, are a big thing. What else are, are normally? But like I said, the 2656 not having a witness signature yeah. or um, not making the right election. Um, is another big one where the person has forgotten uh, at the twenty year twenty year letter mark where they made an election at the twenty year letter mark, but they forgot what the election was, and now it's time to come time for pay, and they forgot, so they choose not to. Uh, uh, after so many years go by, they figured I was like, oh really? I don't really need SVP anymore, so I don't I don't have want to take it. But if, once you make the election at the twenty year mark, it automatically becomes your election at at retired pay. So. That's one of the things I see. You get a lot of people who are upset about it as well. They, they, they get upset. <laughs> they do get upset. Yes, you are right. And they have to make the, pay the premiums for the first 24 months. And uh, only once have I ever seen someone actually cancel yeah. SPP after that. Because right. um, then they have the wife sitting right there yeah. saying, by golly, you're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like this idea, you know, yeah. or in my case, I'll show them, here's how much it will cost mm-hmm. to get life insurance, you 62-year-old man. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's going to cost a lot less mm-hmm. than SBP. Um, and uh, let's see, what are the most, com- well, you already said, what the most common mistakes you saw for retired pay. Um, when you get uh, RCSBP elections, uh, at the 20-year mark, what's the most common mistakes you see there? Uh, not getting them. That's the big Not one. making an election. Yeah. <laughs> or not turning them in at all. Mm-hmm. So the law makes an election for them if they don't turn it in. When you don't get them, do you put any sort of default memo or anything like that in their records or just say, we see no, we see no election, so it's, it's automatic. by law? Yeah, by law. Yeah. Once okay. the 20-year letter is generated... If, it, if the, the uh, RCSVP is not submitted within a 90-day window, it automatically defaults, automatically. So if the member were to pass 
uh, and you saw nothing in his record, you'd just say, by law, and and tell DFAS to pay the survivor. That is correct. Or the survivor would have to apply. Right. And and then then DFAS would pay. Okay. Um, In my state, we generated a default letter and put that in the soldier's record. Um, The guard is good about that. I actually like that. I actually like that. And uh, I know that's not requirement, but I thought better to have something than nothing. Right. And well, that, I actually started that. Yeah. And uh, I thought better to have something than nothing, nothing. and you know, and then move on with that. And no one complained about it. That's good. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> All right. So... Here's a situational question for you. Sure. And uh, this is based on uh, based on things I've seen, and I know you've seen it. Mm-hmm. So a service member is on the permanent disabled retired list mm-hmm. and will hit his retired pay eligibility date soon. Okay. He has a 50% VA rating. What should he do to make sure his concurrent retired disability pay happens? They're required to submit um, to our office um, a 20-year letter, point statement, orders, um, if he has any mobilized time, 214s as well, because they can get the reduced stage retirement drop, mm-hmm. and then we submit those to DFAS. Okay. Now so if he doesn't need a complete retired pay application? No. No. Just proof that he's eligible by a certain age. Right. Okay. I just learned something. <laughs> That's good to know. That's all we need. And what we do if they're PDRL, what we'll do is they submit the documents to us and we actually do a memo to them and then um, we do one to DFAS as well. Okay. Is that uh, a paper memo to paper memo. Or, it's, or, or email? It's email. It's email. Okay. It's email tool. Um, for things like that, would you prefer that uh, that they come to you directly uh, no. by mail or or come to an RSO? They they, they they can come directly. That's fine. I mean, to our office, they they can come they can come directly. Email them or fax them in the individual himself. That's fine. As long as they know what documents they need to send, that that's fine. If, if they need assistance from RSO, yeah. RSO can send them in as well. Um, could I get a list from you at the end of this of the acceptable documents for stuff sure. like that? Yeah. Okay, cool. Lists are good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, believe it or not, we're at the end of the, the list. What other words of advice would you like to offer? You know, for any other situations that come to mind, what are the what are the big items uh, of the day right now? The big the big items of the day is applying for your retirement on time. If you know you're eligible for retirement pay at age 60, apply for it no earlier than 12 months and no later than the 90 days prior to your 60th date of birth. Make sure that you have all the required documentation. Um, we have a, there's a great website out there you can actually go out there and look at, and it gives you all the documentation. It has a checklist. It has everything in there that you need to have before you turn your pack in. There's actual an email address um, that you can actually email it. You can download and email all the information to it as well. Um, 
just and keep your addresses updated. And if you have questions, by all means, give us a call. That's what we'll be here for. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, believe it or not, we're done. All right. So I'm going to say thank you so much for letting me have some of your time today, Larry. I appreciate it. Thank you, DJ. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, don't be surprised if I blow up your inbox with uh, questions in the future because uh, even though I've done this for eight years now, I still learn things. Uh, in fact, you just taught me something uh, a moment ago. So, Because with uh, concurrent receipt, I thought it was pretty much a full-blown retired pay packet. You just simplified it. So that's wonderful. So, so again... Thank you for being part of the RC Retirement Podcast. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. All right. So this man had some great information for us, and I'm glad that he was so willing to share that knowledge with us. So that is what we've got for this week, and thank you for being a part of the audience as always, for this week. If you would like to, or rather, let me back up. If you believe this information is useful for other people, then please hit that share button for you YouTubers and pass the episode on to other people. Make sure they get the information as well. Don't keep the information all to yourself. And, of course, See, I always point in the wrong direction. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Help me get to a 1,000 subscribers by the end of this year. I think quadruple digits would be a cool thing by the end of this year, don't you? All right. Now, another thing. If you would like to support this program, then be sure to either go to rcretirement.com and go into the radio section and click on the Amazon affiliate links. Or you can go to Patreon.com and subscribe to any of the monthly tiers of support, anywhere from 3 to $20. Or you can set up your own monthly amount, any amount you want. Since this is my full-time profession now, I have to occasionally come to you and say, hey, support me. And one last thing. This is for everyone out there who watches these videos. I need to know what information you want from me. This is a program, of course, for your benefit, so I need to know what information you want. Of course, I have a list of topics that I am going to go through, but of course, I also want to know what you want from me. So please put in the comments section or in an email to me at dj at rcretirement.com. Let me know what you want to hear from me, and then we can make this program even better for everyone out there. All right, so once again, thank you for being a part of my audience this week. Thank you for being out there, and as always, thank you for your service. I'll see you next week. Have a great day.